We know Kentucky basketball is doing some work in the transfer portal right now, but could the Wildcats be pursuing a five-star to add on to their already elite 2023 recruiting class? You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing Mackenzie Mbacco decommitting from Duke, going to talk about what he does well, what he doesn't do well, his overall strengths and weaknesses, and then we're going to ask the question, is he a legitimate prospect for the Kentucky Wildcats? Kentucky has also reached out to Western Kentucky center Jamarian Sharp, who we have discussed quite a lot recently on the show. What does that mean for Kentucky's roster? What does it mean for the players that Kentucky is currently trying to recruit back to play for UK next season? All of that more coming up in just a little bit. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you have not already subscribed to the show, would really appreciate it. If you went ahead and did that, if you're listening on podcast, leave a five-star review. Constantly looking for those for you guys to kind of shout you out uh, if, you, uh, if you have some things to say about the show. So let's go ahead and get into it. Mackenzie Mbacco. Uh, has decommitted from the Duke Blue Devils. In case you do not know who Mbacco is, he is a five-star prospect in the 2023 recruiting class. He played on the EYBL circuit circuit with uh, DJ Wagner, uh, a Kentucky commit, and uh, he was looking at potentially playing for the Wildcats, originally committed to Duke. Uh, just, I believe it was on November 15th is whenever he signed his uh, letter of intent Uh, to play for the Blue Devils, and he has since asked to be released. Why, you may ask? I I think it's a pretty straightforward explanation here. Uh, Kentucky, excuse me, not not Kentucky, Duke, has a very talented forward in Kyle Filipowski that is coming back uh, for for Duke this upcoming season. Uh, And Bacco probably saw that, decided that he wanted to decommit, uh, be released from his letter of intent so that he could go play elsewhere. And I can only assume be the prominent feature of whatever team he chooses to go play for. I'm going to re, I'm going to re- revisit that in just a second. But I want to talk here for a minute about what he is and what he does very very well. Five-star player, number 7 nationally uh, in the country according to the 24/7 Sports Composite, number 2 power forward in the nation, number 3 player out of the state of New Jersey. Other players in this race included Memphis, Auburn, UConn, Kentucky before he committed to Duke, LSU, Michigan, North Carolina, Ohio State, Rutgers, Oklahoma State, TCU, Xavier, UCLA, you get it. This kid has a lot of different offers from a lot of really, really good teams. He took a visit to Kentucky back in October. He took a visit to Memphis back in October of last year as well and took a visit to Duke uh, in September of 2022. He is six foot eight, two hundred and ten pounds, out of Roselle Catholic in New Jersey, Gladstone, New Jersey. That is, and let me tell you what this kid does really, really well. This kid can shoot. I went and watched some of his highlights, watched some of his game, uh, looked at different scouting reports on him. 
And I can confirm at six foot eight, this kid's got a strap. I was, I think, most impressed when you look at his form and look at his mechanics about how soft he is. It's a, it's not a slow release. It's a, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a quick release either. It's a solid release, but it's just so soft. The touch that he puts on the basketball, I think that the three point shot is something that will be a very valuable piece of his offense for whatever school he goes to play for. Soft, soft, soft touch with the basketball, not just shooting, but also getting to the rim. Handling as well, something that several scouting reports have and something that I noted while watching some of his highlights. He's naturally smooth in the mid-range in a way that seems uncharacteristic for a high school player. It looks like something that you would see directly translate to the NBA. For him to be only the seventh best player in this upcoming class, I think either speaks to one of two things. Either the fact that he's underrated uh, as an overall prospect, or this class is just very, very, very good. Kentucky fans would know that, considering the players that we have coming in from it. Smooth in the mid-range. Smooth finishing at the rim. Versatility is the name of the game in the big leagues, and boy, howdy, does this kid and Baco have it in spades on the offensive end. I think that a point that I made in my notes that was better described uh, by 24-7 Sports, I wrote down, he's best used off-ball. You're not going to see this kid... Uh, a lot trying to um, run point forward or try and be somebody that's creating offense within a set. He's more of the guy that's kind of being past the ball. He's being set up uh, to make decisions. Adam Finkelstein of 24-7 Sports said uh, he can also make the type of shots that translate to the next level, pick and pop threes, slipping out of ball screens to make shots on the move, creating space with a series of sidestep or step-back shots. The mid-post has long been a staple of his individual offense, but now he's getting some easy points by moving without the ball more freely. Uh, th- that, that explains what I wrote down better, which is essentially that he's going to be somebody that is is kind of being directed towards the offense and not being the directee, if that is, is even a word. So McKenzie Mbako, very, very talented player. Understandable why he would want to go somewhere where he is going to be the featured scorer on the team. And you ask now, okay, if Kentucky had had him for a visit, and he was a potential candidate, or the Wildcats were a potential candidate for him, Do the, do the uh, does Kentucky have a chance to get them now? Does Kentucky have a chance to get McKenzie now? And I hate to say it, and this is the reason why I wanted to have this episode, so that some of you guys didn't, weren't, weren't uh, left in the dark on this, and even if you continue to ask me about it, the answer is I don't think so, and, and I would say no. I don't think Kentucky is going to be in the running for McKenzie Mbako, who Kentucky had uh, been pursuing. Uh, during his high school recruitment. Tristan Ferris, friend of the program, somebody that we've had on uh, uh, quite a bit during basketball season that I intend on having on on the show again uh, very, very soon. Uh, Ferris said this on Twitter, and it kind of uh, very similar to yesterday's episode. Uh, Somebody that I respect and like to have on the show kind of reflected my mind uh, on what I I thought about the situation. Mbako, talented scorer with an NBA-ready body, would be the ideal replacement for Chris Livingston. With that said, I get the sense that he wants to be the guy. Kentucky has never been one to promise that. UK was a finalist, but was prior to anyone committing but Shepard. And then somebody said in the comments, UK is not pursuing him, and Ferris said correct. And that's what I was getting at. Given the incoming players and uncertainty around key decisions, I couldn't envision him coming even if Kentucky was interested. And I think that that's pretty much sums up the situation here. 
Shepard was, if I'm not mistaken, in Ferris Point of the South, the first person to commit for Kentucky's class next year, or excuse me, this year, for 2023. At that time, it would have made sense for Mbako to commit to UK because of the fact that I think it could have been easily argued that whatever pieces they surround him with will not be of the same caliber as Mbako, and he can be the one to kind of lead the charge here, so to speak, right? But then Rob Dillingham committed. DJ Wagner committed. Justin Edwards, Aaron Bradshaw, all of those guys decided to step in and throw their hats into the ring as well, and Mbako went elsewhere. He wants to be the focal point of whatever offense, whatever team he's going to be with. And I'm not sitting here saying, now that we I'm saying this, let's, let's talk negatively about the kid. I don't know what he, he looks like on the defensive end. Highlights indicate that he's probably a decent shot blocker, um, but I don't think he's somebody that you're going to be trusting overall to be a lockdown defender for you. He is more of a score-first type of player. Not saying that's a, that's a bad thing. Kentucky definitely would accept scores at the power forward position, especially ones that could shoot as well as Mbako can. But I don't think that he would want to step into this situation. Full stop. It's not a place where I think that he would envision himself thriving, given the fact that there are so many other scoring threats on roster. We talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show, about how Oscar Shebway or Hunter Dickinson, whichever one they come, that comes back or comes in, rather, may be facing a different dynamic with the team as opposed to where they were previously. Oscar Shebway, obviously, with the Wildcats last year, was a prominent feature of the offense. I don't know if he could be that again this season. Hunter Dickinson averaged over 18 points a game. I don't know if he would be close to doing that uh, with a place like uh, at a place like Kentucky where you've got Rob Dillingham, who is a score-first guard. DJ Wagner, who is a score-first guard. Reed Shepard, who's a shooter. Justin Edwards, who is a really solid, small forward, explosive in transition. Aaron Bradshaw, who we've talked about, can score the basketball. Uganda Onyenzo would be the only person that wouldn't be necessarily competing for shots because he's more of a defensive-minded prospect. So Mbako, as fun as he would be to see, and I know on yesterday's show I said he'd be the, the player that I'd pick, and I still would pick him, I don't think that he would pick Kentucky. So if you've got any thoughts on where McKenzie Mbako could land, if you've got any thoughts on what he could be for another team, if you agree, if you disagree, you can leave all of your thoughts in the YouTube comments below, or you can hit me on the socials at LockedOnUK. All right. Kentucky has reached out to Western Kentucky Center, Jamarian Sharp, transfer uh, from the Hilltoppers, and somebody that we have discussed a little bit on the show. So what could that mean for Kentucky and the current players that they are pursuing and what they could look like next year? We're going to talk about that in just a second. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than at FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. You can go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to one k back in bonus bets if your first bet, or if you don't win, rather. Aaron Judge could pick up where he left off with a home run. You could have a pitcher go over on strikeouts. You can build an SGP with your favorite matchup of the day. There's so many different things that you can do uh, with, with FanDuel and their different lines that they have uh, for their baseball props. I talked about this, I think, a couple of episodes ago. I absolutely adore baseball betting when it comes to talking about these individual statistics that you can hit over or under on. It's all very, very fun to me. It's also new to me. It's very intriguing. And FanDuel, I think, is the perfect place to kind of set you up and kind of help you 
dive into that world. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. It's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On, Kentucky Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Jamarian Sharp, a player that we have discussed quite a bit recently, has entered the transfer portal, and he will be uh, in contact with Kentucky. He has been in contact, and I can only assume that the Wildcats will continue to hold him on the reel that they have cast out for a couple of reasons. Before we dive into that, just a refresher for anybody that does not remember he is, Sharp is, the tallest player in college basketball. Seven foot five, 235 pounds out of Hopkinsville, Kentucky. He's a senior, averaged 7.4 points, 7.7 rebounds, and shot 62% from the floor last season. He was a solid shot blocker, and according to Tristan Ferris, our buddy on Twitter, his, uh, his 4.4 blocks per game is 10th all-time in Division I college basketball. Uh, also, to quote Ferris, you go, return is preferred, but this could be insurance. Momentum has been with Missouri. Again, reflecting my thoughts that I had on this uh, on this player here. It would be, I think, in Kentucky's best interest to keep the player that they were trying to develop on roster for next season, and that's Uganda Onyenzo. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with this move from the Wildcats to be talking with Jamarian Sharp. Sharp is the definition of what Ferris said, insurance. I think Kentucky right now has the opportunity to do a lot of different things with different players in the transfer portal or players that they have come back. Talked about that at length on yesterday's episode if you want to go check that out. But Sharp is not, I think, the first answer to Kentucky's problems. I think that they're looking at Shibway. Dickinson, and Uganda Onyenzo as players they would probably choose before they went with Sharp as insurance or maybe even a backup plan. So what we've discussed here on the podcast for probably a week and a half, maybe a week, excuse me, is what this front court rotation looks like. You could see, in theory, Kentucky go after Sharp while maintaining on Yenzo or Shibwe or grabbing Dickinson as well. Because here's what the rotation could look like. Some of you have disagreed with me by saying Aaron Bradshaw is not your typical power forward. I think that's fair. But at the same time, I think that it could happen. I think that you could see half or a decent chunk of his minutes come at the four spot for the Wildcats this upcoming season. So humor me for a little bit. At your power forward spot, you've got Aaron Bradshaw, and a transfer, then you can have Uganda Onyenzo or Hunter Dickinson, and you could bring in Jamarian Sharp. You could have a very, very solid shot-blocking duo with Onyenzo and Sharp, or, or you could have a scorer in Hunter Dickinson and then a defender in Jamarian Sharp. You could also have an interesting combination where Shibwe returns, we'll talk about this on yesterday's episode, where you could see Shibwe work his way between the four and the five at times, primarily play the five, and then have Sharp work his way or Onyenzo work his way into the rotation and be that first defender. I think all of this makes sense. So you have a potential rotation with Aaron Bradshaw at your four, extremely tall player, with another extremely tall player, 
You've got your offense and your defense. Or if you really feel like it, you can have Bradshaw and you could have Onyenzo and you could go and get another transfer. You could go and get Hunter Dickinson and have Onyenzo and Shibuya leave and then have Sharp come in. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can mix and match and shuffle this. And I know a lot of frustration is coming from the fan base because of the fact that Kentucky seems to not have their entire foot in the water right now. They barely have their pinky toe in the transfer portal, it feels like, with some of these kids. They reached out to the Stanford kid who we're probably going to talk a little bit about tomorrow. They've talked with Hunter Dickinson, right? They've reached out to Jamarian Sharp, but it doesn't feel like they're aggressively pursuing any of these top prospects, at least it seems like that because some of them are already committing. But something to keep in mind here as we wrap up the show, Jamarian Sharp would be, a, a, I think, a fun player to watch. We've said as much on this show. He'd be a fun player to watch. But he's not your first option. He's not your second option. And to be honest with you, I don't think he's your third. I think Kentucky right now is more concerned about figuring out what their players that were already on the team are going to do. What does Uganda and Yenzo do? What does Oscar Shibway do? Before you figure out how to really clamp down on these portal players and get them to commit, get your players that were already on roster to help you make a decision. Until then, moves like talking with Jamarian Sharp are simply going to be what Ferris said and what I'm saying. It's insurance. Kentucky is not looking to replace Oscar Shibway with Jamarian Sharp. He's looking for Shibway to come back first, Kentucky is, and then if that doesn't happen, Sharp is your fallback. If you disagree with that, if you agree with that, you can leave that all in the YouTube comments below. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, you can leave them in the YouTube comments below, or you can hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless. Thank you.